This disease is straight out of the X-Files. In fact, the government is actually opening a file on it. Morgellons is a newly recognized dermopathy that is now receiving scrutiny from the CDC. You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Benson, your host. Our guest today is Dr. Michelle Pearson, an epidemiologist with the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. She is heading the effort to look into Morgellons. Thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about the features of this disease, which many of the audience have never heard of? What about the symptoms? Well, the classic symptoms that patients report are ulcers or non-healing skin sores, a rash in combination with abnormal skin sensations, such as crawling sensation, pins and needles, or itching. And a key feature of this is that many of the patients also complain of threads, fibers, or other foreign material coming from the skin. In addition to the skin symptoms, many patients also complain of symptoms such as loss of vision or changes in memory or what they often refer to as brain fog. I see. And what about some of the exam findings? What is typically seen is what the patients report. They have ulcers on the skin or open areas of skin. They have a rash that may be on all parts of the body or on the back. And those are the most classic sort of findings. There's been actually not much reported in the medical literature about the clinical manifestations of this or the objective findings by clinicians, and that's actually something we hope to document and record as part of this investigation. And what about any characteristic lab findings? Well, the laboratory findings have also been fairly nonspecific thus far, and many of the patients have been tested for some of the more common etiologies or conditions, and others have been tested with, I would say, sort of non-traditional tests looking for various abnormalities. As part of this examination or our investigation, we're going to do a number of blood tests which will screen patients for common conditions that might have some of the features that these patients complain of, such as diabetes, thyroid abnormalities, Some of the anemias might present with these abnormal skin sensations. And we will also be screening the patients for some of the common infections and some that have been speculated as either causing or contributing to this condition. Again, I want to emphasize there really is no textbook description of this condition. This is really new, and what we're hoping to do is better describe the clinical symptoms and manifestations of this condition. Who first described this condition? The first report was really by the mother of a child who was supposedly affected with this condition, Mary Lieto, who founded the Morgellons Research Foundation, noticed that her two-year-old son, Drew, had an ulcer on the lip and noticed that he had some fibers coming from this ulcer in the lip. And based on that, that's what she named this condition Morgellons, based on a condition that had a similar description, but not exactly, in the early 17th century. The disease was actually named by the mother of a patient. That's correct. That's actually pretty cool. I imagine there are not too many diseases with that feature. Not that I'm aware of. That's correct. Named by mothers. (laughs) Do we know anything about the fibers that emerge from this? Not much. And in fact, that is, again, something we want to look at in a more scientific and 
methodical way, we'll be partnering with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology to actually analyze and try to characterize any fibers or foreign material that's obtained from the patients during the clinical evaluation. Haven't these lesions been biopsied previously? Not that I'm aware of. The patients that I've talked to and met have not had skin biopsies, and I have not seen any reports of the histopathology of this condition in the medical literature. So as part of this exam, we will be collecting skin biopsies to examine them for various signs of infections or to screen for any presence of infectious agents, and also just to look at what is the histopathology of this condition. Are there any reports of this condition in the medical literature beyond what the mother has created with her foundation? Most of what is known about this condition has been really made available primarily more in a lay press way. Um, There's a lot of reports on the Internet, but in terms of peer-reviewed scientific literature, there really is a dearth of information. Are there any case reports that you know of? Not in the peer-reviewed literature that I'm aware of. There is a description or a sort of a synthesis of this condition that was published by the International Lyme Disease Association, but that's about the extent of it. I'm a little puzzled by this in terms of no descriptions in the dermatology literature. Is there any reason it comes to mind at the outset? There's some debate in the medical literature whether this is a new condition or whether this may resemble a condition that has been described, which is something called delusional parasitosis. Now, there are a number of case reports of that in the literature, and what we don't know is whether this is, in fact, some manifestation of that same condition or whether this is a totally new condition. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest today is Dr. Michelle Pearson, an epidemiologist with the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. We are discussing the signs and symptoms of Morgellons, a new dermopathy. Does the CDC have any evidence that this condition is increasing? Well, at this point, this is not a reportable condition, and there's no systematic surveillance for this condition. What we do know is that we at CDC have been receiving an increased number of inquiries related to this condition, not only from those who believe they're affected with it, but also from the medical providers as well as public health professionals. Over the past year, we've received uh, 1,200 phone inquiries related to this condition alone. Since there's no definition per se, and since there's no description really in the medical literature, obviously it's really hard to track. Absolutely. Then the other thing is, can you tell the audience a little bit about the possible differential diagnosis in terms of the concern about parasites? You had a specific name for it. Yes, there's a condition that is well described in the medical literature uh, known as delusional parasitosis where patients believe that they have a parasitic infection and often complain of crawling sensation or worms or parasite-like organisms coming from the skin. In general, when most of these patients are evaluated, no parasitic infestation or infection is found, and it's believed to be due to a primary delusional disorder. But these patients can have ulcers too. Yes, they do, but that doesn't appear to be a primary feature of this condition. The ulcers may occur in that condition if the crawling sensation is so severe that the patient begins to pick their skin and 
and then cause open sores and ulcers. Is this delusional condition reported in infants or toddlers? I'm not aware of this being something that has been seen in, in young patients, but primarily appears to be in the older or adult end of the spectrum. So doesn't the fact that this Morgellons has been reported in youngsters suggest that maybe it's not this delusional condition? Well, one thing we hope to actually look at, I mean, there's some very basic things about Morgellons we don't know. For example, we don't know if it primarily affects men or women, if it primarily affects the old or the young, or if it primarily affects certain race or ethnic groups. And that's the basic sort of approach and descriptive type investigation that we hope to launch as part of trying to answer some of these questions. What physician groups, if any, or specialties are treating this? I imagine patients with this don't go to heart surgeons. Isn't this primarily treated or encountered by dermatologists? As best we can tell, dermatologists or the primary specialists that see these patients in large part, as I told you, the most obvious and key manifestations appear to be those involving the skin. So dermatologists appear to see these patients most frequently. Other specialties may also see them, such as infectious disease consultants, because of this concern about an infectious etiology or some sort of parasitic infection. One of the things we also hope to do as part of this investigation is look at health utilization associated with this condition and, and where are these patients being seen because it's possible they're being seen by general practitioners or other specialist pediatricians and not just dermatologists and infectious disease specialists. The next question I'm sure there's probably no answer to, but I thought I would ask, how are physicians treating it? There really is no standard therapy and many of the Patients who are affected with this condition have resorted to a number of alternative therapies, many involving use of various machines and various sort of emollients and creams. The extent to which these are beneficial, I, I think it's fair to say we don't know. And these filaments or fibers that seem to be growing out of the ulcers, is there any more description of that for our audience? Has anybody other than the patient seen these fibers or filaments? Well, the most common description, and it does vary, is that they're sort of hair-like fibers that range in color from clear to red to black, a variety of colors. And some patients describe more sort of specks or granule-type material. So there's even a range of what's described as coming out of the patient's skin. But to emphasize again, apparently nobody's really biopsied this, so there's no histopathology on these lesions. Is that That's correct? That's correct. To our knowledge, at least not any published literature. We believe that this alone will be very informative in terms of trying to figure out some basic information about this condition. So doctors may have biopsied it, but we just don't know the results. Exactly. It's totally possible. Again, none of the patients that I have talked to or met have had skin biopsies. Is this condition contagious? We don't think so. We don't have any evidence to suggest at this point that it's infectious or that it's communicable. We will be investigating possible links with certain infections, but there's nothing to suggest at this point that this is a communicable disease. Another question that may not be known but comes to mind, what about the natural history of this? Does it go away on its own? How long does it last? Does it spread? Does it get worse? Does it wax and wane? 
Those are all good questions, and again, the type of information we will be gathering more information on, but it appears to be episodic, that patients have periods of being relatively asymptomatic, and then periods where their condition flares. And what we hope to get more information on are what are some of those triggering events, and what are some of the things that help to alleviate their symptoms. I want to thank Dr. Michelle Pearson, an epidemiologist with the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. We have been discussing the signs and symptoms of Morgellons, a new dermopathy. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. Be safe. Be informed. Thank you for listening.